On today's episode, Jenny and I are having another conversation with our friends from across the pond, the Scottish Improvement Project. As you may remember, if you've been listening for a while, we spoke with them in episode 55 about motivation. Today, we're talking about productivity. So we hope that you'll find some tips about productivity. Now, Just in case you're in the car listening to this with kids, there are a couple of times during this conversation where our friends Sean and Dave uh, used some language that was a little less than clean. So just an FYI, maybe wait to listen to this until you don't have kids around. All right, here's our conversation with Sean and Dave from the Scottish Improvement Project. Welcome everybody to the Improvement Podcast. My name is Sean and I am here again with Dave. What's up, people? I'm back. Yes, but we're not alone, Dave. We're not alone. We're not. We're here with our good friends across the pond, Peggy and Jenny. How are we? From the Improvement Project. Ladies. Dude. (laughs) Hello, hello. All right. How are we all today? How are we? These are looking fresh. Yeah, we're doing great. You just look less tired than us. Oh, I think it's late at night for you. It's only 6 p.m. for us. Exactly. Oh, it's quarter past 11. Here. Got loads of the day left. Oh, thank you for staying up. So late. much time to do things, do stuff. Yeah, we were, we were going to be an hour earlier last week. Sadly, I got ill. I'm better now. Mm-hmm. But now my partner's got oh. it. Yay. So oh. I'm really ill now, so that's good. But I can't, get, feeling better. I can't get it again. Is that right? If I give someone a cold, can I then get it back from them? If it's the same virus, no, because Sweet. you'll build up antibodies. If it mutates, potentially you could. Aww. Or if she has some other bacterial infection that's secondary. Well, she works in a school, so there we she brings go. home oh. practically <laughs> everything. everything if she, gets, she works in a school. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she got tested for tuberculosis once. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I thought that was that's extinct. So you thought TB was extinct? Yeah. It's been a long time since like the last the dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, oh. doesn't matter. All right, today, today we're going to talk about productivity. Now, this is kind of a cop-out episode because both of our podcasts is all about productivity, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. golden thread running through it all. <laughs> Dave, I've missed your charisma. I've missed your charisma, man. <laughs> it was, that, that's a term I only heard, I think, this week. I can't remember who said that. Doesn't even make sense. But I thought, you know what? Sounds good. It makes no sense whatsoever. But, okay, <laughs> we're, we're going to try and keep it under 40 minutes, but we'll do our best. Um, I know, last, like you said last time, we we talked a lot, and it ended up being an hour and 40. Yeah, so it, was a, it was a good chat. We but enjoyed it, was, it. It was worth it. I'm enjoying your sexy voice, actually. Thank you. Yeah. I'm getting over the cold. <laughs> it's, 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 it's raspy, isn't you, it? You've ramped it up a notch or two there. <laughs> I, I don't... Productivity, guys. I think I see your problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I saw Jenny's face just, just dip like this. <laughs> <laughs> These two magpies here, jeez. Oh, we just enjoy to talk and see what comes out, and then we've hit the record button, so we might get some gold, we might not. doesn't matter. <laughs> Never mind. All right, so we, we, we better segue into productivity. Peggy, I know you were going to kick us off here, because you have actually have, have something of value to talk about. <laughs> well, here's what I'm thinking. Um, I want to offer myself up as the guinea peg, which as mm-hmm. I was saying to these guys earlier, pun yes. is totally intended. And I have a job where I don't have regular hours. I don't work a nine to five job. I work several hours on a bunch of different days, all at different times. And then outside of those hours, I have other projects that I work on. So I have a lot of unstructured time. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we talked about it the last time we talked to you guys. Jenny and I talk about it all the time on our podcast that we have an online pretend best friend, Gretchen Rubin. Mm -hmm. And yes. she says, something that can be done at any time is often done at no time. And that's basically the definition of my existence, trying to get stuff done. Mm. So my question for all of us, and maybe I can offer some insight to my own question too, is for those people who have a lot of unstructured time or don't follow a nine to five job, what tips can we offer in terms of productivity? How can people be productive and make sure that they're using the best uh, of their time to get what they want to get done, done so they can reach their goals? I like it. There's a, there's a cousin yeah. to this as well. And that I'm just that's just coming to mind and it's when we when we don't make time for ourselves we often make time for ourselves last or not at all yeah sure yeah it was that was counterintuitive we don't make time for ourselves so we often do it last that's what you said did that make sense no it didn't <laughs> <laughs> I think I maybe meant to say we don't often make time for ourselves we often make our Time for sales last. Uh, I, I think that's what I meant. I to have say. no idea what you mean. It doesn't matter. Basically, I, we push ourselves down the pecking order the more responsibility we have. That's the point I was going to make. That makes a lot of sense. More than the last thing you said. There we go. But it's not, it's I'm out of practice. Really, at the point where I would put it up on a wall and frame it. As a <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll stitch it on a pillow. Uh, that's a work in progress. No, but to to, <laughs> to come back to what you were talking about, Peggy. Um, I, I suffered kind of, I, I still suffered to be honest on a daily basis from the same thing where I have a lot of different ideas in my mind, a lot of unstructured time because it's not nine to five. Um, and I found myself and it, well, no, actually I didn't find myself. Somebody told me this and I quickly realized that I spent an awful lot of time trying to create the perfect system to get stuff done. And it's never actually happened yet. It's, it's not a perfect system. It's far mm. from it, actually. So I, I end up losing a lot of things. And, and I would say as well, that is something that I know I <coughs> see a lot of people do. And I remember working with someone once and at any given time, I don't know how many different day planners, wall calendars, digital systems she would have on the go. And I remember just saying to her once, like, I don't think it matters what one you choose. I just mm. think it's important that you use one mm. and just start relying on it because i think we're all you know maybe looking for that external system but mm -hmm. sometimes it's not the system it's just picking one and using it yeah commit to it and yeah. turn it into a get habit after get after it as we say yeah. get after it yes mm -hmm. i like that it is true i mean i've often found myself trying to complete 20 percent of 100 different things and never completing yeah. one mm. so yeah. maybe that has something to do with it as well maybe there's too much going on Mm. Yeah, can't order it, you know. Mm -hmm. I did try and combat it by downloading a to-do list. Um, I could have just wrote it down on paper, but I, um, yeah. I wanted it everywhere, so I, I put it on my laptop and I got it on my tablet and things like that, so I could take it with me. Nice. The problem is, what, what, which to-do list did you use? Because there's a ton of different. Apps there, there are. Yeah, I, well, that's the other thing that's that's been harping on my productivity is I've downloaded six. To find out which one was the best one <laughs> turns out they're all to-do lists so it doesn't really matter does it mm. um no. but i ended up sticking with the um the microsoft to-do it's called oh okay but you and still you like that i was gonna say it's, you still use evernote don't you no i've never used evernote dude 
I did not. No, no. Isn't the Microsoft to do isn't that the one that Wonderlist has sort of? It's kind of. Um, I believe Microsoft oh, uh, to bought Microsoft them. To do? Yeah, I yeah. believe they bought them. Yeah. Um. So it's it's pretty similar. I mean, you can create multiple lists within it. I'm quickly showing Dave at the same time because I don't know What's if you're the familiar other with thing it. you use then. Uh, OneNote. Uh, OneNote. That's it. I thought it was Evernote. Yeah. So there's just a, a quick to-do list. It's simple. It's simplistic. Yeah, simplistic. Um. It it does exactly what I want it to do. The problem I've got is I'm not disciplined enough to write everything down on it that I need to do. So mm. sometimes they're just in my mind. Mm. So there's a problem as well. Mm. Because I think sometimes too, I know I will put really, really easy stuff on my to-do list. Is it just, just to, to get yeah. that good feeling of checking it off? Because it's so encouraging. And often even in the morning when I get into the office, I will add some things to my list really quick that I can get done and check off. Even if I've already done it, I will put it on my list and check yeah, it off. I was about to say that, yeah. Because it gives me that momentum. It also, from a physiological perspective, releases endorphins into your brain, which is why it feels good. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've often, I've often, I've often put things on my list after I've done it just to tick it off. I do that Absolutely. too. I thought that was just me. <laughs> I did think it was just me. So there you are. I want that gold star. Well, it's it's tied into um, thinking abundantly. So the more we acknowledge about what we've achieved, the greater that sense of achievement we feel, and then we can carry that on, and as you say, build momentum. Yeah. Use that energy to drive us forward. The other problem I've got with the to-do list is I sometimes put to-dos on there that I know will never get done because they're too big of a task. So if I break it down into like 10 smaller tasks, mm. that might be all right. But I, I never do that. I just put the one giant task on there. And it's like there's been a one, there's one on there for, that's been on there for about four months. Now, I meant to do it in a day. It's, it's still not done because I know it takes an awful long time to do it. And I just can't, mm. I can't get the time to do it. Mm. So there's a problem for you. Just need to do it. We had a conversation like this yesterday. Yeah, we did have a conversation <laughs> like this yesterday, where we were talking about the fact that there's this thing that seems insurmountable that's been on the list forever. And really, if you just did the first thing, like open up the software, or open up mm. the book, or take out a pen and start writing, now you've started to do it. And then, just as you just said, you gain momentum, and then that can get you moving on it. Mm. This morning, I did a task that's been on my to-do list for six months. It took me under 10 minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. And I felt fantastic when it was done because it felt like this giant uh, thing. And then you were on a roll today. Yeah. Well, once I did that, I was like, all right, let's get everything done. I'm just, just seeing these notifications popping up of like Peg getting stuff done. Whoa. Just ate that giant frog. Yeah, yeah well done. Right. Just so chow down on it. To this, Sean, this hmm. thing that's on your list that's been on there for all this time, if the first step of it is to open up a piece of software or to even just like open an email, then that's step one. Check it off the list, you get the endorphins in your brain, you've got the momentum to do what the next piece is, which is read the first sentence. And sometimes breaking it down into simple things like that, at least in my experience, has made a big difference. Yeah. And I need a little push from my friends occasionally. <laughs> because oftentimes those things on your list aren't actually the to-do items. It's the name of a bigger project or a what is the result of the completion. It's not actually a task. Yeah. So I think that really getting clear on what are the tasks that are involved, and I'm not sure if that app has it, but a lot of productivity or to-do apps will have subtasks as part of the task. So you can put your item in there, but then if you expand on it, 
you can add subtasks and even apply a timeline to each. So if you even had something set up, you know, let's say that there were nine subtasks and then you assign those out over the next nine days. So you don't have to do it all at once, but if you take one step a day toward it. And there's something awesome about that because I tried to do this exact thing because I've been thinking about productivity a lot lately because of this question where I have this unstructured time, I have things I want to do, I have goals I want to achieve, I want to explore different ways that I can do them. So I took the month of November, uh, which is when we're recording this, and every single day in November, I wrote down something that would take me 10 minutes or less, but each one of those things gets me closer to the big goal. Yeah. And then <laughs> when I check the one thing off the list, I feel fantastic. Cause I'm like, I don't even have to do anything else today. Then. And isn't that the best part? Yes. Because it frees you from that looming feeling. Yes, yeah. definitely. There's a, an equation that springs oh, to mind. Bring it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, <laughs> American gentleman called Timothy Galway came up with this, and it's P equals P minus I. I've heard of it. Well, this exact equation the last time we talked. I'm Am so I just overlay? Well, there Am we I just go. overlay the last episode? Aww. <laughs> so we, we know about this. So, so explain, us, explain to us again, and those who are listening who may not have heard it the first time, what does it mean, Dave? Okay, so it means performance. So P, the first P, performance equals potential minus interference. So the interference is really probably the most important factor when it comes to productivity because the more interference we have, whether it's the the chat in our brains about you know the self-talk, the 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 critic telling us, oh no, we can't do this, we shouldn't do this, well, why are you doing this? All that anxiety, that fear that manifests as a result of that, which then stops us from taking action. If we can get rid of that interference, that then enables us to take the action that we need to take to get shit done. It was so eloquent until you said shit. Yeah, well. <laughs> I throw that in there to make sure people are awake. I mean, you went straight, but it's fine. It makes I had, sense. I heard... Um, I heard on a, a LinkedIn post, I think it was two weeks ago, something quite cool around to-do lists, actually. Mm. And it was uh, a guy who said, when we make to, if you're inclined to make to-do lists, make it a when to-do list. Ah, oh, that's good. So when you've got the tasks that you want to tackle, get really specific we've we've spoken about getting specific about breaking the tasks down but then add in that added element of accountability to say right this is when i intend on doing the task and by committing to that you're more likely to then take the action again i was like dude that's a, that's an insight right there so <laughs> jenny just, you had something to say about a to-do list what are, what's your thoughts on this um, well, I mean, I live by my to-do list at work and I use Asana. Um, and I think, which too, can you explain that for those people Asana, that aren't familiar? Asana, well, it's very similar. Like a lot of people use, um, monday.com or Slack or it's sort of like a task it? station or software so like that project. helps people that to work in teams. Yeah. CRM type project thing. manager. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I use. Um, I use that in my work life and I use Wonderlist in my personal life. And I think the key is having one list, not a bunch of lists. We talked about this. Mm -hmm. It's just having one list. Um, and I have that, and I'm not sure if this is what you're alluding to, but 
even though I have the list and I'm, I'm mostly digital with everything, but I kick it analog for a minute and I will make a list of the top three things for that day. And I do this every day. And um, what are the most important things? Because it is so easy to get sidetracked and work on things that aren't moving the needle on the main things that you need to get done. So that's something I do every day to kind of pull myself back. That's, I think I need something like that because I'm uh, very good at being busy and feeling like I've accomplished <laughs> a lot when mm -hmm. at the end of the day, really, I was just doing busy work all day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are guilty of that. Oh, yeah. yeah Especially too. people that have unstructured time or they don't have a specific time of day yeah. when they do certain things every day. And then I know for me, then kind of the next part is for those, say those three big things is I will block time on my calendar for each of those things. So if I have a day that I have several meetings, I will block time around that of when I am going to work on those things. Because as to what you said, if you don't apply a time to it, if you can do it any time, you'll do it no time. Right. And I, I will fully get sidetracked as people come into my desk asking me things. And I've often get pulled into other people's things. And so this helps me make sure that I'm sticking to that. So that kind of calendar blocking in combination with, I think we talked about this last time as well, the mm -hmm. Pomodoro technique or mm. basically setting a timer for 20 minutes of that's what you are focused on. You're not, not your email and you're not checking people.com. Not that I would ever be on that reading. Oh, that, would, that wouldn't be you. Um, you are focused on just that task. And oftentimes you'll go beyond that 20 minutes because you get in the zone of what you're doing. But those are, those are some of the things that I do to make sure that I'm Cool. The needle on things. So you mentioned calendar blocking and you guys, Sean and Dave have talked about this on your podcast. Can you give us a review because it's not something I'm super familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously our listeners might be curious to know about this calendar blocking business yeah. and how they can use it. Well, Dave actually put me onto it. So yeah. Go so I took this from a guy called Dan Meredith. Legend. So uh, Dan is an entrepreneur uh, based in England, Brighton. He is partial to a swear word or two. In fact, his... Yep. Um, He's got a book called uh, How to Be Fucking Awesome. Yeah. And his uh, his diary or that's that you could buy for 20 quid your, that I own is called um, my... I think it's my Get Shit Done book. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he was the first person to introduce the concept of calendar blocking to me because he was the person who f I first heard saying, if you don't make time for yourself now, no one else will. So make time for yourself first. So block out time for yourself first and then for everything else that you need to do around that. And that's particularly important for people who work for themselves, who perhaps don't have the structure that you would typically have in a nine to five environment, putting some structure in place, particularly time for yourself is vitally important to then, as he says, so eloquently get shit done. It's true. And it, it does work. Actually. Mm -hmm. um, I find I had to rid myself of distractions when I was doing it, um, which is why I traded down phones. Um, but it does work. You block out two hours to get one task done and you will get it done. It's, it's really quite simple. Mm. And I think it's, I think it's quite beautiful in that, in the simplicity of it, to be honest, mm -hmm. how I've never noticed it before. I've done it. Well, it wasn't in your awareness or no, it definitely wasn't. Um, you know, if we're not aware, we can't you take know action. Better, you do better. Exactly. Yeah. I think something that's worked well for me 
incredibly well actually over the last couple of weeks because I, after coming out of um, taking some time out, you know, little girl being born, amazing time, um, I decided to cut all kind of proactive work was probably the best way to describe it. So I was still working with clients because that was actually just a nice break to kind of get out, do a coaching session, be present for someone, have that experience. But I wasn't doing anything proactive, particularly, you know, outreach. A lot of the stuff that I do is on LinkedIn, um, you know, posting content or you know, literally reaching out to people to start conversations. Um, and I really felt that kind of loss of momentum once I started getting back into work um, in September. And it really, I noticed it really affected my energy because I've been working with my coach. I'm far more self-aware now. And it was um, it was a Tuesday about three weeks ago, and I just thought, God, I'm really, my energy is just, it felt like I was just attracting shit. Like, my boiler in my flat broke, the internet stopped working in the house, there was just, I wasn't getting anywhere with certain clients, and the outreach I was doing just felt like it wasn't working. So I had this conversation with my coach, because I messaged her and says, can we chat? So we talked for about an hour, and it just completely shifted my mindset. And then I had a, follow, a subsequent conversation with one of my colleagues who made the suggestion about what was I doing with regards to my routine? You know, what did my routine look like? And it was a reminder that when pre-Sophie being born, I had a really good routine in place and I was so productive. So I went right back to getting that morning routine right. set. Yeah. So it was consistent. So getting up drinking water straight away doing some exercise practicing a bit of mindfulness and then setting some intentions through the for the day ahead by planning out well what are the tasks that i want to do today and then by getting really really focused that was then enabling me to cut out any interference or as much interference as i could manage to remove and then get on with what i wanted to do and then be productive and I immediately saw a difference like literally within the space of a few hours um, and then the rest of the week was mm -hmm. awesome best week I've had in months <laughs> that's so but, cool and it's so confirming because on your podcast and on ours we've both talked about morning routines mm. and there really is something to it that starting the day off right will increase your productivity so you said earlier productivity is this um how did you say it it was like a the uh, a theme that comes mm -hmm. through our podcast, but we never speak about it directly, but mm. it's really related to morning routines and time management and uh, motivations and priorities and all the things that we talk about on the regular, being intentional, setting goals. Mm. So there's something cool about the fact that um, we're now getting it all, bringing it all together by being more productive. <laughs> exactly. I have a question specifically for you, Sean. Go for when it. You were talking about taking on the calendar blocking. Mm -hmm. Can you just break it down for us in terms of the, like the practical matters of what do you actually do? Like walk us through it and then let us know, did you find that it was making your life more productive? It made my life miserable for a few days, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, okay. Tell me what. Yeah, genuinely the truth is because okay. I, I found myself having to plan ahead for things that I expected to happen that I didn't know was going to happen. And that's quite hard to explain. <laughs> but, but basically what I mean is I don't know how long tasks will take for me to do. Yeah. Um, oh, so okay. a 10 minute task, I might block out an hour for that to happen. Um, and then if I'm done in 10 minutes, I've got 50 minutes left to spare and I don't really know what to do with myself. 
because I just okay. I, f- I genuinely found myself I, I got into a couple of days when I just took a book with me after I'd finished the task so I just started reading for a little bit until my next start- task started and what I found was my life became this use the word routine but it, it was robotic it was it was so scheduled it was unreal but it was it I wasn't doing it properly that was the thing I wasn't calendar blocking I was just scheduling things in my calendar right next to each other in order to do them but then I got into the habit of if I block out this time for say for example me and my girlfriend it doesn't really matter what we do but that's the time I'm going to spend with them you know it's or like me and my nephew or whatever it is it doesn't really matter what what the the time is blocked out for specifically as long as it's blocked out for and the distractions and everything else that goes with it they don't get in so I, I ended up leaving my phone at home a few days. Uh, my mum thought I died. <laughs> uh, two days without my phone. She couldn't get hold of me. She was really worried. Uh, it was funny. <laughs> well, I found him. Um, but yeah, I left my phone at home um, when I went to work one day, which is a bad idea if you need your phone for work, um, which yeah. I discovered the hard, the hard way. But that'll, um, that'll teach you a few things about it how does. resilient you are, you know, yeah. giving you a way to find some different ways oh absolutely yeah absolutely but if you blocked out eight hours worth of work again it doesn't really matter what you do in that time as long as you know that's the work time and the other your other life that that stays at the door and then when you get home your work stays back at work so you block out time and you don't do any work there Mm. so for a few days it was pretty difficult to try and get into that habit but once i got there it was really easy, actually, and I've never looked, I've never went back to it. it. It's always been there now. So if I block out time to go to the gym, that I know that that's what I'm going to do, and I can do anything at the gym, but no one is to disturb me at the gym. Mm. Something I found that you need to do with calendar blocking as well is actually review the yeah. the times that you've blocked out to make sure that you're actually committing to them and they're actually working for you because you may find that other priorities surface and then actually you need to just change your diary around a little bit to compensate for that. And Mm -hmm. another example of that would be this new routine that I've put into place in the knowledge that for next year, or at least until August, my wife will be at home because she doesn't go back to work until August. So I've kind of given myself permission to have a routine which means I can wake up a little bit later but stay up a bit later as well because I DJ a couple nights a week so to give myself a sort of consistent-ish you know wake up time and bedtime but more importantly the wake up time to then help myself have more consistent energy levels to then be able to do all what I want to do throughout the days so I block out 10 I say I want to be working by 10 a.m. But I'll work till five, five till eight is family time. Mm-hmm. And then 8 p.m. onwards is kind of my time for, again, work or DJing and yeah. stuff like this. Or, you know, I've got sure. that flexibility. But um, and then within that, those times, I might block out other things. But those are kind of like the broader, you know, blocks of time that I'm committing to so that I can you know, be as productive as I, I yeah, can. I would yeah. say that that resonates very much with me and is similar to the way I kind of manage my life at home. I work between 8 and 3.30 every day. Mm. And most days I go to an office. Sometimes I work from home. Um, but I'm home and my son gets off the school bus just before 4. And between 4 and 8, that is 
dedicated home time. And unless there's some sort of an emergency um, mm -hmm. with work that comes up, generally speaking, that is our family time. And then after eight o'clock, that is when I will either work on one of my hobbies or we're recording a podcast, things like that. But generally speaking, and I hadn't even thought about that as time blocking, actually. I thought it was kind of just... Yeah, you're kind of subconsciously doing it, yeah. Just like, yeah. But I guess that is what that is. Yeah. Yeah, one, one thing I will say about I mean, it, though, it's, is... It's cool. Go for it, Benny. Sorry. Go for it, Benny. All, all right. I was going to say is that just from somebody who wasn't familiar with it, it's cool to hear that basically it, it's not as difficult a concept of what as what it seems no it's basically like make some time for something and then do that thing at a time and be in it when you're there yeah, yeah. Exactly. pretty much yeah i mean the difficulty i had for a little bit is i constantly for a few days anyway double booked myself because yeah. there was constantly things coming up because uh, the distractions were there and people were inviting me to things and nights out and whatever else work events or whatever and i had scheduled time to do something else but that had to fall by the wayside because someone else needed my time. Mm. Um, and you mentioned it earlier, Jenny, as well, as you would get dragged into things at work that you were trying to do your own stuff. Yep. And that's actually on this list that I wrote is mm -hmm. how to say no. Yes. What do you say on, I'd love to know what you say on your list. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, well, there's... Well, how to say no, you've just that mentioned that. Yeah, that was the 10th, that's the last one, how to say no. It's, oh. That is something that I struggle with, I'll be honest. But then, but that's where having that, you know, intention to do something gives you the confidence and certainty to say, actually, no, I've, I'm committing to doing this, so I'm not going to do that. There's a, mm -hmm. a term that I love, which is if you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? Absolutely. Because and I think too, for me, it's never a full no. It's mm. not right now, but yes, I can. And my favorite thing is when you then circle back, say, okay, I can help you with that. And by the time you get back to them, they sorted it out. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it wasn't that important to start with then, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Never mind. No, but I've got this list. Um, I've spelled blocking wrong, but I was just, I called it something else, but um, we've pretty much covered a lot of them anyway. So the first one was write it down. So to-do list yeah. is the best option for that, in my opinion. You got something, do you write stuff down in a to-do list? I do, yeah. Yeah, of course you do. Absolutely. I've, I've seen it, actually. Mm -hmm. It's massive. Um, oh, well, it's not that big these days. <laughs> fair enough. Getting stuff done. <laughs> the long scroll paper. <laughs> well, you sent, it you used sent, to be. <laughs> you sent me a list of like 75 different things on it. And it was really just for the podcast. Well, no, it's, a, it's this list that I keep called yeah. content ideas. So any ah. stories or lessons I've learned or tidbits mm. that I think, okay, that, yeah. I could talk about that. So I save it as a kind of bank of stories for creating videos or, you know, talking the podcast or whatever it was. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was very, um, it, it worked quite well for us. And um, so number two on it was to um, kind of get a head start on things. So the things like waking up earlier or planning your day ahead of time and things like that. Um, the third one we've not actually touched on yet, but I did want to bring it up was um, what I've started doing in the morning specifically is doing the worst task first. Mm -hmm. It's so easy eat to put it off. Yeah. It's it's so yeah. easy to put it off. Eat the um, frog. Yeah. Eat the frog. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Where is that so there, Yeah. For people that don't know that reference, it's Brian Tracy, I think, wrote the book called Eat That Frog. Yeah, that's right. And uh, basically it means do the thing that seems like it's going to be the most terrible thing in your day first and get it out of the way and everything else feels easier. Mm -hmm. There so we eat are. Eat the frog first. Exactly. 
<laughs> I'm going to have to read it. I'm a, yeah, I'm going to have to read <laughs> yes. it now. I've not read it yet. Okay, um, so number four was turn off distractions. Um, and we were talking about it before, but um, for those that are listening, I got rid of my smartphone and I'm using a flip phone, which I absolutely love, by the way. <laughs> it's It brought me back to youth. It's amazing. Um, I, I Please, go and buy one. Please go and buy one because they're the best things ever. The one thing I will say about this flip phone. I'm not going to lie. I'm embarrassed for you just looking at it. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I think it's great. It's beautiful. He thinks he's so cool. So my, my smartphone has a storage capacity <laughs> of 128 gigabytes. Any guesses on how much storage space this thing has? I'm guessing what? it's like. 400 megabytes. I, I was going to say less. All right. Although I thought, hmm. Don't put too much thought into it. I was going to say fifty megabytes. <laughs> it, I think it's I think it's under half a gig. It's it's yeah it is it's under half a gig. It's actually forty five k. Wow, it's <laughs> way less than <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> no, it doesn't even hold a contact. Fifty five k kilo. No, no, fifty five yeah. kilobytes. Yeah, fifty five kilobytes. Fifty five. No, no, forty five. Forty five. Forty five thousand bytes. <laughs> Well, I have to install a, um, a SD card, a, a micro SD card, but yeah. That's Where mad. does it tell me? Where does it tell me? It tells me somewhere on the phone while I'm looking at it. Um, yeah, look, see? Total, 45k. Wow. That's, I don't know if you, you guys incredible. can see that. Uh, we just went right back to 1997. I absolutely wow. love it. Actually. Absolutely love it. And it makes a cool noise when you hang up. But the reason I bought it is because it gets rid of distractions. Um there's well, no WhatsApp, there's apart no from emails. The, uh, there's opening and closing of the phone. Oh, I mean. Which he does that 87 times a day. <laughs> 87 <laughs> is. 87 <laughs> is. 87, maybe an hour. I don't know. It's, yeah. um, but the one thing I will say is it's difficult to text on it because I, I don't yeah. know if you guys want to go back to times of pre smartphone when the pressing, the, pressing the, buttons. The buttons had the, the letters on it. So I had to type my yeah. name four sevens, two threes, one two, and then two sixes. <laughs> and work to, so i just phone people <laughs> I now i remember that by, by the way when that yeah happened. i saw so I, I bet I, everybody on your contact list is so annoyed every time they look at their phone i'm like god he's calling me <laughs> would he just get a smartphone i'm tempted to go back to text speak you know with the u and the r and whatnot oh yeah um, but no it, what it's encouraged me to do is because it takes so long to text i just phone people now i just call people uh, and I get the answer quick and easy, and then I go away again. It's because let's be honest, there's nothing worse than a conversation that could be thirty seconds taking two hours over text. Exactly, mm. exactly. Well, something I quite like doing now is sending little voice notes. Yeah, yeah that, that's become a thing. You know, yeah. I enjoy that. Just just wrapping a little voice note and sending it off, and then getting one back and. <laughs> So we're just voicemailing people now. That's Kinda, all we're doing. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. We could just have a conversation that, on the right? phone. Okay. That's like the new school way to do it. It's, mm. not, it's not a voicemail. It's a voice note. Yes. It's way cooler. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm so Peggy old school notes. that way. Peggy news. But we could just have a conversation on the phone. Yeah. And have the answers. Well, but, yeah, but, but <laughs> the problem we have these days is that when you phone someone, they don't always answer because in essence, what you're doing when you're phoning someone is you're you're projecting your priorities onto mm. theirs and they might not be ready to talk yeah. and have a conversation with you so here's my thing, because right? we're all so busy they could be in the middle of a calendar blocking exactly time. yeah that's true exactly. that's true they could be but it, here's my here's my question though if you phone someone mm -hmm. and they don't answer 
What's that thing afterwards? What, the, what does the phone let you do afterwards? Voicemail. Yeah. But it's more of a hassle to go into your voicemail than it is to <laughs> no. go into, like, yeah, say, WhatsApp. I don't even listen to my voicemail. My voicemail says, text me or email me. And also, <laughs> voicemails get deleted automatically. Oh, do they? I didn't know that. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, fair enough. Okay, you might have an argument there. There we go. I've never sent one. In any case, um, we'll go back to my list. Number five was take breaks regularly. Mm. Um, I read an article, and I've been kind of obsessed with it ever since, is the perfect ratio to take breaks for work oh. is uh, 52 minutes of work time, 17 minutes break. Mm. I have no idea of the scientific basis on that, I will say, but I do like I the that ratio. Too. That was just recently. Who was it? I can't Manson remember. or Paul oh. Jarvis, maybe? It, potentially. I will find out for you. Mm. And yeah, I'll let you know. I just read that too. And I was like, well, this is cool. It's quite a good ratio, isn't it? Well, I heard something cool about our brains recently. And <laughs> <was> so big. <laughs> <laughs> that, so uh, the thinking part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, only makes up 4% of our brain's mass, but it uses 20% of our body's energy. It is incredibly labor-intensive. And as a result, the reason why we go into daydreaming mode is because our prefrontal cortex, the thinking part of our brain, needs a break. So it basically shuts down, and then we go off into imagination land and accessing the subconscious to give that part of our brain a break. So that's why that happens. It's this default mode that we flip into. So full of knowledge. I love it. Putting out that dad vibe big time. We see Emily and Sophie just sitting on the sofa, just going, "Oh my god, just finish your story again." Shut up, shut up. (laughs) That's what you're supposed to do to your dad. No, but well, um, I've only got a couple of extra ones here. There's one that I say, eat a healthy breakfast somehow makes me more productive. I don't know if that's true, but it's it might be a placebo. Mm, Well, sometimes, but I've I've heard of evidence that or. When it comes to diet and nutrition, the um, breakfast is not, in fact, the best meal of the day. And things like time-restricted eating, intermittent fasting. Yeah. Should, shouldn't we ask the doctor? Um, well, well. I'd, exactly. I'd be <laughs> I, interested to understand I, your perspective. I an anecdotal little evidence of this because I don't remember when it was. But I did try out the intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and I did mm. the time-restricted eating. And did you ever see that movie Limitless? Yeah, yeah. love it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's pretty much like that. <laughs> I was so productive when I was hungry. Awesome. And so the I didn't I my window of time to eat was ten to six each day. And between eight and ten at work, mm. I was I felt like I was in like 1.5 times speed. Like it was just. Wow. Cool. I need to try. And I felt more focused. It was Mm. very, very interesting. Now, sidebar. I also developed a bit of a heart issue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, it it happened correlated with it. We don't know for sure if there was causation. I shouldn't have. Productivity at all costs. I like it. Yeah. My heart started beating really fast. You were buzzing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, anecdotal evidence that people when they're burning ketones in their brain instead of sugar they have that like clear focus what mm. jenny's describing like that limitless yeah. feeling so there's something to it but i kind of feel like this is one of those things where there's no solid answer for everybody mm-hmm. you kind of have to see what does your body do the best on how mm. do you function the best so 
just like Sean said, eating a good breakfast makes him feel, feel more productive. And just like Dave and Jenny said, it doesn't, it's true. Yeah. So you have to just do what works best for you. Yeah, that's I, the advice I would give. I heard that um, the, the term breakfast is the most important meal of the day was coined by um, cereal companies probably yeah. it was yeah. yeah it was kellogg's <laughs> yeah. they they came up with that that doesn't surprise Marketing, me it's the same with de beers so... for diamonds mm. you know three months yeah. three months salaries is what you're supposed to spend on diamond that's what the guys that own the diamonds tell you mm-hmm. what nonsense clever yeah it's clever very clever marketers but if kellogg come up with it they've done well mm-hmm. so but yeah it might it's be a plus like how listerine invented the word halitosis for real is yeah. that true yeah. That's I a little tidbit of trivia, Jenny. I did not <laughs> say that again. Listerine. Yeah. Listerine. Listerine. The mouthwash company yeah. invented the term halitosis. People weren't aware that bad breath was a thing before there was a solution. So, and I mean, it's an age-old thing. Like you're, you need to invent the not only the problem but also the solution. But that's the key to, mm. to good marketing. Yeah. Great marketing. Well, yeah. it, apparently. The reason why we adopted toothpaste was because when toothpaste was originally invented, it didn't give the sensation in your mouth that of cleanliness. So they added mint in to give the perception that your mouth was clean to then encourage more Isn't people to brush their teeth. Yeah, amazing. Oh my gosh. And speaking of which... My son, and I'm sure you'll have things like this happen with your daughters as well. Mm. My son asked me one day after he was done brushing his teeth, he goes, why don't I ever get that little ding sound? Because every time you see someone brush their teeth and, like, and, they, and their teeth are shiny, it goes ding, and there's like that little shiny sound. He really sweet. asked you that? Yeah. That is so sweet. That's you'll, so cute. You'll have to start playing it from like from your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're all done. Wow. Oh, that is incredible. Great job. I love it. How old is he? Just out of curiosity. So I was going at 25. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, guys, I love this conversation. Yeah. Let's bring it back to the main topic. Yeah. Whatever are we on, Sean? <laughs> We're on eight. Eight out of ten. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. It's productivity with a side of pub quiz trivia. <laughs> right. Um, so it, number eight was um, get some exercise. Now, this was something I written. I had written down because... I, I just feel so much better when I exercise. Yeah, I think it's the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it needs to delve into too much detail on that one. But it's it is what it is. It makes me more product, uh, productive. It makes my mind seem clearer. Yeah. But number nine. Humans uh, are designed to run and jump and hunt and gather. So we're we're supposed to move, not sit in a chair. Mm-hmm. That's why we invented so, chairs, though. Mm. <laughs> that was productive. <laughs> that was. That's right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, number nine and ten are, are the end of the list for a good reason, actually, because I'm the ones I struggle with the most, actually. Um, so well, we've already covered number ten was saying no. It's something that I struggle with. If someone needs my help, I will just instinctively give it to them, or I'll try my best. And I've been told that I go way too far with it. You know, people don't even if they ask me for something, I will get like if they ask me for one thing, I will give them three. I don't know why that is. I just make note of that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just write down John's number. Sounds like I could explain that. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I need some help with some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might as well. Can you do my accounts for me? Just, you know, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I have a serious problem with that one, <laughs> if I'm honest. 
but number nine is um, it sort of goes hand in hand. Really, is delegation. Again, I, I struggle with dele- delegating uh, tasks because I don't believe people do as well as I do, mm-hmm. even though they're better at it than I am. Mm. And do you ever get caught in that trap too of feeling like by the time I explain all of it, I mm-hmm. could have just done it? Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, but Which then it's true the first time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, but then you could have had help. Well, this is it. But I've got a vicious cycle that I tell myself every time that I take on an awful lot of projects. And I get most of them done, but the ones I don't get done, I could have delegated to someone. But then when I don't delegate, I know that I should have done it. And then I get angry at myself because I didn't do that. And then I turn around to do the same thing over and over again. Hmm. So there we are. Yeah. It's my life. (laughs) (laughs) What an encouragement. Yeah. (laughs) So good that we are working on the improvement project all the way around. It is. It is. But I mean, this is the first step, right? That is right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've got to stand up and say say my name and everyone welcome to me. Um, But no, delegating is quite difficult, though. I mean, you've got to have that trust in someone that they will actually do the task as well as you would Mm. or better. Well, and they might not. Exactly. That's my problem. But it'll be done. And you yeah. have not had to do it. I don't know if I like that, though. Yeah. I don't know if I like that. Because yeah. you just I, like doing stuff. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm addicted to that feeling that achievement, I guess, when something's done and you can step back and say, look, I did that myself. Mm. It was great. And if someone else does it, you don't get the same feeling? Not really. Not really, no, because I can, truth like take my house for example. My for the last year I've been renovating my house, and a lot of it I've done myself. Like there, oh, you won't be able to see it, but there's a wall right here that I put up myself, which I was very proud about because I had no idea how to do it. But I learned, I taught myself how to do it watching YouTube and you know, as modern people do, and now it looks cool. It's just a wall, but it's, nice. but it, I could have got someone else to do it, and it just it wouldn't have been the same. They had to, like my doors, for example, I couldn't do, I put, install my doors. So I had to pay somebody to do it. And I was not impressed by that. When it was done, they went, oh, they look nice. Okay. And that was it. That was all I said. So, yeah, delegating. Yeah, there's something uh, wrong with you. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'd be like, thank God, yes. Oh, my, my wife would have. We should start a new podcast. What's wrong with Sean? <laughs> See, there you are. We both had that same thought right there. Let's all just get around a table and just think, what the hell's wrong with them this week? Yeah. That's why it's called the Improvement Project, John. You're working on it. Yeah, exactly. The truth Noah. is, I'm not working on that one. Mm. <laughs> I'm working on not to, uh, not. Um, I'm working on how to say no, but I, I'm not working on delegating. Not yet, anyway. Right. Yeah. One step at a time. Exactly. 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 One step at a time. That leads into actually mm-hmm. something that I really think works for me because i've definitely had that magpie syndrome easily distracted by something else coming in so focusing on one thing at a time i think we might have mentioned it earlier that that for me is something i need to focus on because i often will like open up an email and then start writing it and then pause and then think oh actually i'm gonna go and check some other messages and then i'm gonna you know and then you go around the houses (laughs) doing other stuff before finally coming back to that email and then finally getting it done or at least having another attempt and then going to something else and it yeah taking way longer than it should have done it's so relatable Mm -hmm. procrastination is a big problem for me as well Mm. yeah 
there was one day I cleaned my oven because I didn't want to reply to an email. <laughs> Did you have the oven cleaning on your calendar blocking? No, nope. no, I just I was sitting right right where you are, Dave. Right, because you can you can see my oven from from where he is. It's pretty clean. Yeah, it is now. Mm. I went ah, oh, that doesn't look too good. And that and, is something that Gretchen actually talks about, and she talks about it. People who that like declutter and do little projects. It's procrastic clearing. Oh, procrast yeah, procrastic. You say it again. Procrastic clearing. Yeah. And I totally do that. I will need to do something, and instead I will fully refold everything in my running closet. Linen closet looks great. That's <laughs> it. Um, can I bring us back to our main subject here? You can, and I you can try. I think we should, we're, I'm going to try. I'm going to bring us back to the main tracks again. Um, I think we've been probably about 45 minutes, so we should maybe wrap it up. Mm, wonderful. Um, just, I don't know. I know that we're so entertaining, but people might want not want to listen to us forever. <laughs> Um, we want to leave them wanting more. That's right. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to pass on a resource that I came across when we were thinking about doing a podcast about productivity. So Jenny and I have talked about how we really like Matt Diavella and his videos. Same. And I watched a, a YouTube video of Matt Diavella being interviewed by a guy called Thomas Frank. And Thomas, Thomas Frank is essentially a productivity expert, we'll call him that. He does a lot of stuff working mm -hmm. with students, but he has a ton of YouTube videos on productivity and helping people to sort of, you know, really rein in whatever aspect of productivity is causing them the most uh, pain or constraint in their world at the moment. So if you want to check that out, I think probably that's a good place to start mm -hmm. to kind of get some ideas if you're not sure where to go to start other than listening to us. Uh, you know, do our thing. We'll yeah, need to true. link that in to the uh, podcast Yeah, have, have you watched any of his stuff? I don't know if I, I have. I'm subscribed no. to him. He's he's actually really good. Mm. Uh, he, he gives an awful lot of interesting ideas that I never really thought about. I'm not too keen on his to-do list app, though. It's it's like a yeah. game that he plays. It's it's weird. Um, Habitica, it's called, I think. Okay. I don't know if it's a to-do list app, actually. Mm. More of a habit tracker, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like a Final Fantasy game. It's quite weird. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and I think that probably relates to the fact that a lot of his audience are young students. They're students, and yeah. Probably young and probably young men too. But mm -hmm. um, I, you know, the audience of of you're going to find some cool stuff there, but not everything will match. No, absolutely. Ah, they're worth a try though. You, might, you yeah. never know. You mm. Never know. Never mind. All right. No, that's okay. So we we should wrap it up. Have we got? I think we should do a round. Mm -hmm. What's the best productivity tip you've got? Mm. Who wants to go first? You're all looking at me, so I'll, I'll like go first. No, don't Jenny. Oh, Jenny I first. would say the thing is to keep a singular focus, mm -hmm. um, and that'll help you from getting overwhelmed. And it's so it's just just pick one thing, make it a really small, bite-sized thing that you can focus on, um, because it's so easy to make a huge list and get overwhelmed and abandon it. So pick just one thing. Yeah, I, I would say to add to that, because ultimately what we're trying to do is to make the tasks that we have to do as easy as possible to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So then we're able to do it with as little stress interference, what have you. That's true. I will add on to that as well. Do the worst task first. Mm. So we're all connected. Yeah. Peggy, don't ruin it. You've got to connect to it. <laughs> I would say that mine does connect in those ways. I like the idea of taking the big task, breaking it down into small tasks over a certain period of time mm -hmm. and probably doing the worst one first 
and then checking them all off the list in that way. And then I think the thing that I'll add to it is, because this is especially important for me, is in anything that I'm doing, if I want to make sure that I'm going to be productive and get it done, I need to build in accountability. Mm. Let somebody know mm -hmm. that I'm going to do it and then tell them after I've done it or yeah. build in systems of accountability such that somebody else is holding me accountable so that I'll be more likely to get those tasks mm -hmm. finished. And I've witnessed that work for you. Yeah, it, it really does work for me. So for, there's going to be other people that have that, uh, that they know that they're obligers and they want somebody else to, to make sure that they've got it done and they'll yeah. be way more likely to get it done. Yeah. And I would say for me in the same vein, having a good morning routine so you're starting off the day with the mm -hmm. best intention to get the energy high to then get on with what you want to get on with and and yeah really. get shit done yeah awesome nice all right no i think that wraps it up pretty mm -hmm. nicely actually that was a very productive conversation Indeed. <laughs> yeah i would say so i would say so all right no can you remind us where to find you online and so forth? You can send us an email at theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com or you can find us, um, all of our show notes are at theimprovementproject.com. Oh, that's not right. They're at drpeggymalone.com. Is that us? Is that our website? Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, yours is .uk. Oh, so it is. <laughs> drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. You can also find Jenny on Twitter. She's at jakehouse and I'm on Instagram, best place to find me. And it's at Dr. Peggy Malone. Wonderful. Do you know, just like seconds before I asked that, mm. I forgot we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just chatting. <laughs> <laughs> just for the crack wow. yeah i know i know well, well we'll definitely put in the the links to, to to find you guys online um and people know where to find us i hope by now because mm -hmm. we tell them every single week indeed but it's the improvementproject.co.uk you can email us at hello at improvementproject.co.uk and we are on all the social medias as well but we'll put a link into them as well mm -hmm. um anything left to say ladies before we say goodbye Always a pleasure to chat. With it you. is, Thanks isn't it? Thanks so much Indeed. for having us. Yeah, we again. have a lot of fun, though. <laughs> Indeed. Yes, we should do it again at some point, probably in the yeah. new year, actually. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. If well, if we don't want to talk to you before, have a great Christmas and New Year, and we will speak to you next year. Likewise. You All too. right. Take, Take care, care, guys, and thank Bye. you so much for listening. See ya. Bye. Mm -hmm.